0: This is Monster Manual Mash. This is the cold open, beginning now. We're talking about the etymology of the last two entries, those being the bugbear and the, the bullet. Because uh, I skipped those, and I think it is worth... I'll, I'll No, it wasn't my idea. Uh, someone else told me that they were <laughs> upset because we have done a few etymologies, uh, readings, explanations, and then kind of like stopped doing it.
1: We we we're just keeping you on your toes. So we might do it. We we might not. Sometimes you just don't know where a word comes from.
0: Our tactic is to provide and then withhold, and it's working. So, <laughs> but now it's sometimes it, it's time to give. So the bugbear, which we did two shows ago, the name is something from a Middle English in, Middle English word bug, b u g g e. Right. Which is, uh, in general, a frightening thing. It could also be uh, derived from the old Welsh bwig, which is just bwg because they don't like vowels, <laughs> which means an evil spirit or close, closer related to a goblin. Uh, the old Scots word boggle or bogle. Um, and there are there's a relationship to some German words, "bioge" or bjoggeman.
1: <laughs> which is
0: a goblin and those that those are actually kind of where fra, we get boogeyman the oh, english boogeyman is from right. boogie or boogleman. yeah
1: well that makes sense because the bugbears were like sneaky guys yeah boogeyman
0: you know exactly so, yeah, yeah right relating to how they were just um kind of like generic spooky they were related to men. goblins
1: before even the version of goblins that we were talking about here so there's exactly a, there's a
0: yeah, and I don't know if that's intentional, if, if the game makers intentionally created a relationship. Because that's where they came from, or if that uh, was just kind of an accident. If, if Gygax knew that, yeah, and then used that to kind of inform the game world, and then Started no one else with
1: knew. The name. It was like, well, let's see, what's a weird word here? Bugbear, related to goblins. That's everything I need. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, that's not a bad way of building a that's, game, yeah. right?
1: That's a good. That's I think so, uh, sometimes the best way to create something is to do it backwards.
0: Totally. Yeah. yeah. Use what's there, and then work outward yeah. from that so those are what's going on there now the the bullet i last episode i kept changing how i pronounced it because i didn't know and i'm pretty sure it's bullet
1: bullet yeah yeah
0: it is not much of a mystery actually it's a pretty direct translation of the french word for a small ball of beef <laughs> So, I don't Mm. think uh, Mr. Gygax. I don't know if he did that on purpose or not, or if that was just a funny French word he heard, or if he was trying to use the bullet's general uh, cylindrical, fast burrowing uh, body and shape to kind of reference a bullet. Yeah. And then tried to just kind of like wink at that you with with a name that sounded a little foreign it or does
1: it does kind of it's got like if its mouth was closed it sort of looks like you could shoot it out of but yeah looks dead. like a super mario yeah uh, yeah guy so those are those yeah those <laughs> are those two those are those um oh i have a this is not really a, cor- a correction Um, of a thing I said, but Uh, more of a complication, more of a, yeah, this is a, so, so, um, uh, in past episodes, we've, uh, at what is the hour mark when we're recording? We've said, is this the hour mark? Yes, (laughs) this is exactly one hour. And if you are uh, paying attention to detail, you might say like, that's not the one hour mark. That's 55 minutes in exactly. Or something like that. If you look at the timestamp, that's, that's due, due to editing. So it's it's if oh. you're paying attention to was that.
0: someone giving you flack
1: no but well, like in my head a, a theoretical person was oh and so i just want to i want to i want to beat them to it yeah beat them to the punch i
0: think that guy's got to relax a little <laughs> but you're not wrong yeah you're not wrong yeah that is why these things happen kick off into the actual entry this week Uh, by the way i'm chris and and i'm wes and we do this podcast where we talk about monsters in the monster manual of dungeons and dragons and entry by entry discussing what is in there and extrapolating what it really means and what they accidentally mean and what they could do differently and what you can do differently for fun and profit So this time we're going to, we're going to pick apart this little guy, the bullywug,
1: the bullywug,
0: the bullywug, which I just realized now I haven't looked up the etymology. So maybe we'll edit that on at the end. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But for now, we're just going to go on what is in the book. And the first line is deceptively meaningful. It's kind of a throwaway, but, um, in my mind, it is actually kind of the key to the whole. Niche that these guys yeah,
1: live in. I think in. I know where you're going with this.
0: Yeah. So life as a bullywug is nasty, brutish, and wet. What's that from?
1: Well, uh, it's a play on nasty. Philosophy brutish, major. And short. Yeah. Which is uh... a. <laughs> <laughs> it's unfair of me to quiz you because I
0: I looked this up ahead of time and.
1: Yeah, I and mean, I t- 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 West t- t-
0: purposely comes unprepared. It's true. To allow um, the free flow, which lets me uh, you know, uh, jump him state with questions. Of nature, <laughs> the
1: leviathan—like I know all the things. It's, it's, it's,
0: it is a play on uh, a line from Hobbes' Leviathan. Hobbes, yeah, Hobbes. Uh, so it's a book written in the mid 1600s during the English Civil War yeah. that promoted the idea of a strong, undivided government. And there's a quote which which is good here that says. Um, The setup here is that he's describing a life, a world without a strong, solid government. Whatsoever, therefore, is consequent to a time of war, spelled with two R's and an E, where every man is enemy, capital E, to every man, enemy to every man. The same is consequent to the time wherein men live without other security than what their own strength and their own invention shall furnish them withal. In such condition there is no place for industry because the fruit thereof is uncertain, and consequently no culture of the earth, no navigation, nor use of the commodities that may be imported by sea, no commodious building, no instruments of moving, and removing such things as require much force, no knowledge of the face of the earth, no account of time, no arts, no letters, no society and which is worst of all continual fear and danger of violent death and the life of man, solitary, poor, nasty, brutish, and short. Yeah. So keep that in mind as we go through the rest of this this little frog festival. They are frog-headed amphibians. Once we clear the philosophy, what are they really? Frog-headed amphibians, amphibious humanoids. Yeah. And they must stay constantly moist. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's yeah it's important that they're leading with that so you know that's a really important thing in a bullywug's life <laughs> which is kind of uh it's yeah.
0: mentioned like once or twice but kind of not really made an important thing but i think that would be uh great
1: yeah that's how you interrogate one the <laughs> the one yeah. that you left alive
0: especially yeah, yeah if you have a bullywug like outside of its native habitat then that is their primary concern mm-hmm. getting moist they also, so they have green, gray, or mottled yellow skin. Can be gray or green or brown, and which lets them blend in with their surroundings. So they don't do the poison dart frog thing or the poison dart toad thing. They're not brightly colored, but maybe they could be if you just want them to be, which we can talk about later because I got some... So I got some poison frog facts.
1: Yeah, frog
0: facts. <laughs> they overwhelm opponents with superior numbers when they can but flee from serious threats and to find easier prey. So that's what they're all about. They, are, they overwhelm in numbers and run away. They're fearful. Uh, they have a foul aristoc- aristocracy. They think they are right and proper rulers of the swamps. They have a certain etiquette to deal with outsiders which are dictated by the whims of whatever self-styled uh, Lord of the Muck is the <laughs> line. They have grand sounding titles, great shows of bowing and debasing themselves to each other. They're endlessly vying for a superior's favor. They gain standing by uh, either removing rivals secretly or more commonly winning renown through bounty which they raid and steal from other people. But all of this is temporary because the fine goods that they do get are reduced to filthy tatters through abuse and neglect. Invariably. Invariably. Just every single never time,
1: They never keep they their shit. They can't maintain anything. They can't keep yeah. it.
0: <laughs> so they have to get more all the time. Yeah. So they uh, they also have an unruly diplomacy. They love nothing more than lording over those who trespass on their territories, which means that they like to capture people. Mm -hmm. And so instead of killing, they will do uh, a lot of work to capture people and bring them back and drag them before the monarch who tries to impress them and solicit begging and bribes from them. So the monarch tries to impress the outsiders, the, the PCs, because they have inferiority complexes and they desperately crave the fear and respect of outsiders. So in these descriptions, you have a whole, the whole uh, flowchart of the encounter and adventure with Bullywugs. Yeah. Attack, capture, bring back, and flaunt in front of while actually trying to get the respect of the people that they've captured.
1: Yeah. Which is a great opportunity for you to be like, look at this mundane thing and how wonderful it is to trick them. Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Like it's, uh, it kind of to me kind of it, it suggests that you want to put the players on rails, put the game on rails, so that yeah. they are forced to be captured, so they have to go and uh, have this encounter. Yeah, with the Bullywug Monarch, which yeah maybe is okay. I don't know because it's it sounds fun to me. Yeah. But it is kind of like I mean you could probably come up with a way of just making it uh more of a natural thing have other reasons that uh players can choose to go interact with yeah. uh bully royalty like but... maybe there's
1: a giant swamp and they need a guide, but the only way they can get a guide is to get one from the Bullywugs. so they gotta, like ask the king so they gotta do some stuff for him to right the, the, the and maybe yeah maybe yeah. they'd even know
0: that they uh love to do this so you'd like go and you would pretend to to be captured yeah and be like oh no you got me use big strong frog you and then and then you know that they're not actually gonna like hurt you they're just gonna like try to get things out of you so you can yeah course them that way yeah that could be fun there you go problem solved (laughs) (laughs) next entry they have amphibian allies this is kind of neat. They have a frog croaking language called Bullywug, that lets them spread news over distance very quickly. So that uses the natural voice of frogs that you hear all the time. Uh, maybe not if you don't live anywhere. Uh, as as frog habitat is endlessly destroyed, maybe you don't hear it very much. Oh yeah, but they it happens. Take my word for it. Uh, you can hear it, and they can spread information very quickly. By croaking out into the night and having other bullywogs carry the message, and it is a language understood by other amphibians, so just normal frogs and toads can understand it and reply. So they can use <laughs> yeah. other amphibians to carry messages around, and they can talk to other amphibians, and they yeah. use them as mounts. They have large frog and toad mounts, the giant-sized ones, which are in the back of the the other game books. Mm-hmm. Um, I never know how I feel about like a bestial humanoid using other variations of that kind of beast right. in their like uh, in their in their repertoire or like under their employ or whatever. It's like imagine being a human being and then just having like a much larger human being <laughs> that you ride around, <laughs> no, around, ride around like, on, like yeah, who's, who is not as like it's not like a uh, humongous. Wow. Yeah, uh, like carrying like a, around somebody yeah. it's like it's like a whole other species of of a kind of human being
1: yeah but they just maybe have like longer legs and they're quadrupeds yeah and but they, otherwise they're humans yeah
0: and they can't speak to you but you can talk to them like yeah. that's kind of freaky they
1: can kind of like nod and sort of know what you mean but they can't really talk or they, but they have their own yeah. thing
0: going on too like they're 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 like in closer to an animal type of behavior than a human behavior. Mm -hmm. Uh, But
1: also, if we're doing the, like, what if Bullywugs Bullywugs were humans comparison here, also, like, every forest and swamp in their world is covered by tiny versions of themselves also. Right. (laughs) So there would also be (laughs) tiny humans all over the place. Right. Which is amazing. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. So I I was thinking, I knew we were going to talk about this. Yeah. And we might have talked about it before, but... I think that that is actually just a great way to go. Yeah. If you want, like, take all of these things about bullywogs and just make them human beings. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, frogs already are weirdly humanoid looking in the right circumstances.
0: Sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So when you it's pick, not when, a stretch. When they're, like, prone or they're just, like, instead yeah. of squatting, if you pick one up and they kind of stretch them out, you see. Yeah, they're like, when they're
1: doing their, like, Jesus frog yeah. thing. Yeah. Which is often when they're dead, but you know, yeah. <laughs> they they have their, their weirdly humanoid looking.
0: Yeah, the uh, the frog face is so. There's a thing about um, uh, reptile faces yeah. that freaks us out. It like spikes a fear response in our in our heads uh, just by looking at them. Yeah, and frogs and toads do kind of the same thing, except it's different. Because they don't look uh, especially dangerous at first glance. They don't look like they have predatory thoughts. Yeah. They just look like they're they don't look like they're thinking anything. <laughs> they're they're vacuous. They're like they're very indifferent and uh, indecipherable.
1: Yeah, what it is that they it's want. It's kind of like looking into fish eyes too. It's a similar yeah. similar experience because they've
0: uh, like frogs and toads have evolved um, these like flat. Heads with yeah. their eyes and nose and mouth sort of on the top of their head, yeah, so that they can just poke their head up at over this, um, sorry, above the surface of water while yeah. the rest of their body is under underneath it, which makes them look insane in, yeah. in normal circumstances. And they almost have the the like one hundred or like the three sixty vision.
1: Yeah, just about because
0: the eyes are so uh like. Backwards or placed on their head, just so, um, and their their heads are fat and their bodies are a little fat, and they're squatting and they they don't yeah. move very much. But when they do, it's it's like it's like they teleport instead of like actually using locomotion to get somewhere. They just like flash and they're they hop and they're somewhere else, yeah. but they're still just as uh, stationary. Mm-hmm. It's only when they like really like do multiple hops that they can be like you see the motion of it. Otherwise, it's just a very like uh like a snake is very sensual as it moves it's uh uh you can see the motion yeah. you can like kind of understand how that works a frog is like on or off
1: they also they 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 kind of live between worlds in a weird way like cuz they're amphibians so they 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 um aren't quite as at home on the land as as like a lot of terrestrial reptiles and other animals but they're they're like super good in the water compared to other stuff you know the, the, so they live in this between state mm. that is is just kind of it's just strange to think about for me sometimes i don't know yeah if you wanted yeah. to play
0: that up you could have them do more underwater stuff yeah um it's the the text kind of suggests you keep them to like swampy forest areas yeah. typically swamps aren't very deep so there's not much you can typically wouldn't really do much, uh like, swamp dungeon stuff with frogs. So they're not, they don't like living entirely under underground, but they could have, like, yeah. tunnels that connect to other parts of a pond or something like that. But what you could really do, I guess, is uh ambush people. So, like, leaping out of the water. Yeah. You could even, like, leap out of the middle of a pond or something where, like, uh, the pond goes down like ten, twenty feet, but there's a bullywug just squatting there, waiting for the signal from something else. Yeah, because the whole idea, and this is this is something uh, I wrote down as uh, that's kind of related. So the bullywug picture here is like whatever. It's really not interesting. It delivers exactly kind of what you'd expect in a, a kind of frozen action figure. Kind of thing. There's not yeah. much to it. It's a pretty decent frog face, but other than that, it's like, you know, it's not exciting. I've kind of always glossed over this page because the bullywug didn't really do it for me. Yeah. But the original bullywug image, uh, which I don't have because it's not in the first ADD monster manual, um, I forget where it is, but it's one of the older ones, and the image is of like 20 of them all like <laughs> doing different things. They're all like pretty simply drawn, yeah. but uh they are like the, the impact that it makes is that there are lots of them and they're small, but they're oh, all there. Oh yeah. And what makes them interesting is that it's like, it's a, it's a monster you're kind of supposed to use in groups and that's really how they work. Yeah. And I think that the people that make the monster manuals or the, the, the this monster manual loses out on a uh, lots of opportunities because it doesn't take each entry for what it is it went with instead this like we're going to isolate each one and make like the i the the platonic bullywug this is yeah. like the ideal this is what it will be like in the imaginations of everyone this unique individual right yeah and in the bullywug's case it doesn't really help its case so i bring that up because the ambushing thing being part of the water also means they can really blend in with their surroundings in a swamp. Yeah. So really play up the crazy ambush with your, they're outnumbered like
1: greatly. Yeah.
0: Cause the, their stats aren't very impressive. They're a challenge rating one quarter. So they're really not meant to last or to present a real threat by themselves, but they can do a standing leap, which is a long jump up to 20 feet. <laughs> And its high jump is up to 10 feet with or without a running start, which is pretty yeah. good. But real frogs, I have a frog fact. Ooh. Where is it here? Certain frogs can jump up to 20 times their own body length in a single leap.
1: Whoa. How long is a bullywug? <laughs>
0: uh, medium humanoid. All right. So roughly uh, average human
1: okay. adult sized. Yeah. That makes about... Hmm. Yeah, they should be able to jump a lot farther than that. Though square cube law, right? So like as mm-hmm. you scale animals up, they they lose certain mass-based qualities. Square in, cube know. law? Yeah. So basically, as you um increase the surface area of something, the the volume of it like grows faster. Right. Um so okay, yeah. yeah, so it affects How um, much energy it takes for it to move its own body, and like other things, like how it can regulate its own temperature, and how well it deals with falling. So it's the reason
0: why something that is bigger takes more energy to get going.
1: Yeah, it's it's why like a flea like
0: exponentially more. Yeah, totally.
1: Like a flea can like catapult itself in ways that would like explode a tiger, (laughs) right? right? If you if you if you scale up the distance. So, but it well, would be cool if bullywugs could jump.
0: Forget that. Yeah, uh, and maybe the bullywugs are challenge rating one half and yeah. can leap like a hundred feet in a one go or something. Yeah, I'm totally okay <laughs> with that. I think
1: that's because <laughs> then they do the weird teleporting frog thing, right? Teleporting frog, where they jump. <laughs> they just go on. Well, they. Oh, what I, saying, saying. Yes, what I was saying. What I was saying. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. what makes them so weird is that they are completely motionless one second and then are like yeah. soaring through the air in the next one. <laughs> so maybe you could have different species of frogs and make some of them like leapy frogs. So this, this gets yeah. into a lot of like book splat. Yeah, unnecessary extensions of things where you have like Let's make like ten different bullywugs. Like you don't need you don't need to do that. But uh, think about it. Have like, you know. Do do frog things.
1: Just figure, uh, find out your favorite frog. Yeah, and then make the bullywugs your favorite frog. Yeah, or make yeah. like the
0: king, the the king or queen frog able to do something yeah. special. Maybe like. they're one of those
1: weird frogs with the holes in their skin that their tadpoles live in.
0: Oh yeah, they can have like four thousand eggs. Yeah, in their in their little their little frog spawn <laughs> uh, pockets.
1: Yeah, like womb pores. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's some weird frogs.
0: I'm going to, yeah. How about I just lay down some more frog facts while I've got them? Yeah. And we'll get back to the
1: Thomas (laughs) Hobbes stuff in a second. I can't believe I forgot his name. Anyways, frog Uh, facts. Let's go. You would have had it. I would have. I had like, okay, he's like the more pessimistic Rousseau. He's English. He didn't get along with Locke super well. (laughs) Intellectually, it was like I had all of the periphery stuff, right? Yeah. You knew the stuff. It's one syllable.
0: The world's biggest frog is the Goliath frog, which can be one foot long. Whoa. How long is that? That's that's a big frog, you yeah. guys. The smallest ones are less than half an inch. There is a male frog that carries its young around on its back until they become adults. So they, there's a frog with like other smaller frogs yeah. hanging out. Frog bones form a new ring every year while they're hibernating. So you can count the rings on frog skeletons. Oh, weird. that's cool i didn't know that one because frogs come out in the rain people used to think that they fell to earth in the rain yeah which is amazing you can have that happen in your game where bully literally fall from the sky
1: that's um that was also before people realized that all animals reproduced they thought the like clutter spawned mice and right bugs. yeah so i think we talked about this before on the yeah, podcast yeah. and so they I, I think there was also the theory self-generating dungeons <laughs> yeah that that the moisture just made frogs yeah <laughs> damp enough you're gonna get frogs so if you let oh it stay i love that. Like that i
0: love uh like climate and circumstance generating monsters
1: yeah yeah that's it so was good. the basilisk that's when we, we talked about that yeah,
0: yeah 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 uh there's another good one uh people didn't know where birds migrated oh yeah so they thought that they turned into fish
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that makes sense yeah yeah
0: especially waterfowl because they were like already in the yeah in the in the water so much so they're just like yeah they just like go under and they like shed their feathers and become fish for a little while
1: (laughs) there are a lot of things that look more like birds than fish that aren't birds though i think
0: hey man tell it to 14th century europe or whatever
1: they would probably kill me for speaking (laughs) the wrong like a slightly wrong dialect of english
0: you heretic or very wrong they 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 didn't really know much about migration until uh somebody found so like people weren't studying this what there wasn't like a scientific community it was just like whichever if you were like a member of the gentry yeah. And you happen to be interested in this, you might write to other people also interested in this. Yeah. And what happened was one guy, I think he was a Dutch fellow, saw uh like a stork. Right. I think um that had a it's like spear stuck in it. Yeah. And tracked it and uh, killed it, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> because that's how you find things out. Um, and got the spear yeah, and like asked around and identified it as one coming from somewhere in like, uh, like central Africa. So then right, he like, yeah. and then, so then he started this like, uh, train of letters back and forth and like realized that like these birds were traveling from Africa, the middle oh, of Africa up North into central Europe.
1: I bet that blew people's minds.
0: Totally. Yeah. And like, it was unthought of. That's why he had to go, like, asking. It took, like, a while to track all this information down because there, no one, like, thought yeah, that they would go that far.
1: Totally. And there would have been all these people, like, like making fun of him, calling him, like, a bird truther. <laughs> <laughs> Only... other Other yeah. aristocrats.
0: Right. See, I wonder if you could actually get more done back then because you didn't have, like chatter you didn't have twitter while you're trying to do your thing yeah
1: you could sort of is like as long as you didn't like actively uh uh, go against the church in some public and dramatic way yeah or or anyone like you could just have any weird hobby and like if you're if you're part of the gentry you have money to throw yeah and no one will get mad at
0: you for trying to prove something one way or another oh there's
1: (laughs) a weirdo in his attic just trying to mix gases together to make gold it won't work.
0: Hey man, if that yeah. worked. Bingo. So yeah, that's a that's a story about migration, migration in birds. Um people, yeah, frogs coming out of the rain. Make bullywugs actually fall from the sky. Not too bad. Mm. There is storm
1: a, clouds shaped like giant frogs oh God. signal the invasion <laughs> of the bullywugs.
0: <laughs> There's a desert frog that can wait as long as 7 years for water by surrounding itself in a type of transparent bag that becomes its first meal once the rain comes. That requires more yeah. digging in. It makes a bag. It make, yeah. I don't know what that means. It makes like a like a coating on its skin. Like, what does that mean? I don't know. More on that later. Know, Amphibian's eyes uh, come in all shapes and sizes. Some have square, some have heart-shaped pupils but they don't see color they only see black and white which i think is pretty common actually lots of animals don't have the full the spectrum of color we see actually like variety in in animal vision is like the only constant thing really like all kinds of animals see different things and give certain um advantages and disadvantages
1: yeah totally like there are, there are, there are birds that can see parts of the the magnetic field of the earth they use that to mi- to migrate yeah they can yeah. actually see it like can you imagine yeah. that like a weird they can sh- see, like like I don't know if it's latitude or longitude exactly the way it works but they're seeing
0: they see this the 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 signpost for it like yeah. it's like a whole other thing thing that they're they got seeing got lanes in yeah. the
1: sky that they can see
0: um dogs and a lot of predators actually um uh, i know like dogs are scavenger predators or whatever but lots of mammalian Meat-eating animals, yeah, have a different uh, arrangement of like cones and rods in their eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they might have a third type of thing in their eyes, and I can't remember if that's true or not, or if it's just the different arrangement. But it means that they have poorer vision when things are standing still, and they have much better vision when things are moving. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is, I think, where the the T Rex and Jurassic Park thing gets his, yeah. the whole the whole bit about its vision, seeing only movement. Yeah.
1: The, um, the, the vertical eyes that mm-hmm. the people's, that cats have are for um, focusing light so they can judge diff- distance way more accurately. It's for triangulating like the distance something is away from it. If it's, if it's like farther away than a certain part, because they get, they have trouble catching things that are right next to them. Right. But if it's within pouncing distance, they're, they're really good at triangulating that distance. And then sheep have horizontal shaped eyes, which apparently so do frogs. Some of them, um, yeah. Some of them do, and that's for scanning the horizon, looking for things that are trying to eat you.
0: Oh, so they have like far, like farther distance. Yeah,
1: they sort of have the opposite. They're 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 worse at figuring out like how close something is or like what's right next to you. But they have a wider sort of range. Yeah, of and they
0: also have like the 360 thing. Yeah, yeah. lots of ungulates.
1: Yeah, the, a, a good rule of thumb when you're looking at animals, if you're trying to figure out if it eat, eats other things or tends to. Try not to get eaten by other yeah. things are its <laughs> eye positions. Uh,
0: the golden dart frog is the most poisonous frog on earth, and the skin of one can kill up to a thousand people. <laughs> There's a, a painkiller. I don't know the name of it. That is more powerful than morphine that has been found in the skin of a frog. Or I think that I think that's not true. I think it was developed using research from the skin of a frog.
1: They probably like figured out a way to synthesize the same. Yeah,
0: because they do tons of research on venoms and poisons, but they rarely straight up use the material in their
1: <laughs> pick up poison frog farm. No, you just fame-killer.
0: add a bit of apple cider vinegar and <laughs>
1: <laughs> you off you go. These, like uh these like uh it's like a meth lab except it's a frog lab. Yeah, so they have all these frogs, and the frogs are fine the whole time. It's like that. It's like licking a toad. I don't know if that's a real. If there's if there's any narcotics that actually work that way. There are. There are, yeah. Yeah,
0: you can't lick them, but uh you you dry their poison right. and then you smoke it.
1: Oh okay. Yeah. That's almost stranger. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's way stranger. Yeah. It's much stranger. I mean I there are people that I think have tried to lick the toad because that was what yeah. the uh the, the lore told you to do yeah. and uh ended up pretty nearly dead. Or dead. Been a long time since they've looked into mm-hmm. to that stuff. I have some information on the 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 toad venom drug. Oh great, yeah. I want to learn about it. Descriptions of Buffo Toad smoking. Uh, so this was a report written in nineteen eighty four of someone that had just smoked the big hit of buffo toad venom. Within 30 seconds, there will be an onset of almost overwhelming psychedelic effects. You will be completely absorbed in a complex chemical event, characterized by an overload of thoughts and perception, brief collapse of the ego, and loss of the space-time continuum. Relax. Breathe regularly. (laughs) Experience. After 2-3 to minutes, the initial intensity fades to a pleasant LSD-like sensation in which visual illusions, hallucinations, and perceptual distortions are common, you may sense a distortion in your perceived body image or notice the world shrinking or expanding. You may notice that colors seem brighter and more beautiful than usual, and most likely you will experience a euphoric mood interspersed with bursts of unmotivated laughter. That was Albert Most in his, uh, his, his work, Buffo Alvarius, which is the, the toad type. Yeah. Buffo Alvarius, the psychedelic toad of the Sonoran Desert. Nineteen eighty four. Um
1: I'm really glad that the toad that can get you high has a silly name. The Buffo toad. <laughs> I'm really happy. <laughs> like I'm just pleased that it worked out that way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is nice, and that it seems to be a nice experience. Yeah. Although um
1: is I gotta be in the right there's seems like there's a little hump you gotta get over in the first bit. There usually is if with psychedelics. The, that's yeah.
0: Michael Pollan who is the food writer, uh, the food writer of, of much renown, just came out with a book on psychedelics and he did an interview on the Joe Rogan show, the Joe yeah. Rogan podcast thing, where he, uh, Joe Rogan, who is a bit of a psychonaut himself, yeah. asks a bunch of questions and brings up um, this toad venom and asks Michael Pollan what his experience was. And he had a pretty negative experience where he couldn't, Get into so this guy said his description says after two or three minutes, you start getting into like a euphoric LSD type of thing, right? Yeah, whereas uh, Pollen did not, he just stayed in that like egoless, like void world, right? Yeah. <laughs> For a really long time, yeah,
1: it's sad. It happens sometimes,
0: yeah. You play with fire, man, yeah. All this to say, you can have really psychoactive bullywugs, yeah. So, if you want to have different types you can have a super leapy guy Mm -hmm. and you can have a psychoactive uh toad that makes you lick him
1: yeah i don't know (laughs)
0: because like you can have you could just have them use um their own venom like weaponized yeah so that they shoot darts or something because that is a historical thing people Mm -hmm. have done that yeah apparently they don't do it anymore it's like a researched phenomenon that Peoples that have done that in the past are no longer doing it for whatever right. reason. I guess through more contact with other people there's less of a need to shoot uh, venomous darts at other people yeah. or they're just not doing it as much because it hasn't shown up in records right so if it's still going on, it's going on behind the behind the scenes.
1: I thought it was more of a hunting a warfare thing but it's probably oh yeah yeah,
0: yeah it is uh, uh totally but they're not I, I think i guess it's just more of a hassle right yeah like the people we've contacted enough to be keeping tabs on are probably coming up with different ways of mm, doing things
1: yeah if you're close enough to like the rest of the world for it, it to keep tabs on you you probably got easier ways to get poison.
0: <laughs> yeah exactly and uh, uh, toad populations are kind of declining. Yeah, they're... and you have to kind of kill them. You don't. I don't know if you have to, but the the typical yeah. method of getting the poison is you like trap one and then you like spear it. Yeah, and then it it's its response is to like bring up all the 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 poison it's got onto its the surface, yeah. and they just like dip. <clears throat> they just like get that scrape it off the back.
1: And amphibians are some of the most like delicate insensitive to environmental changes yeah their skin their skin
0: gets a lot of cancer because of the all the work it does because it's so porous yeah and it like it coats them it does a lot of work it keeps them uh coated in like their slime it's taking in oxygen all the time um like airing it's like it has to like aerate the surface of the skin while also keeping it like slimy so Mm -hmm. like it's, it's doing all this stuff and so it's for some reason more prone to uh cancer and certain uh, there's like a certain mold that has like really flared up in parts of the world that's uh killing oh, them through man. their skin. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And amphibians have been around far longer than mammals and reptiles as we know them. Mm-hmm. They're they're they they made it so fucking far.
0: Yeah, they're yeah. like they're one of those uh crocodile types that yeah. have like although they've the frogs and toads have changed a lot, but yeah. the general um the general like model hasn't changed yeah there's yeah. lots of variations um i found out that the poisonous toads um there are like many many varieties of of poisonous toad yeah but they they and they have a common ancestor but the common ancestor was not venomous which means oh. all of these poisonous toad species developed toxicity like independently oh, of each other. Oh, it's all
1: convergent evolution. Yeah. That's awesome. Each,
0: each of the species kind of developed on their own, even though if you go fa- uh, back farther, they have a common ancestor. Ah,
1: that's awesome.
0: Which has led people to believe that they did this um, based on their diets. Yeah. So the ones that ate um, insects in particular that have like toxic compositions kind of developed um, a chemical reactions or defenses against them and then these like defenses kind of morphed over time into like using the toxicity that they ate and like passing it through them some somehow else and then that kind of became their own poison they're just like passing along yeah it's weird (laughs) it's really
1: weird that's yeah great yeah that's great um, there's one more kind of weird frog I wanna yes. mention. There's probably we a lot recording. more, but please yeah. Well there's a lot of weird frogs, but they're one of my favorites is um the I'm gonna try to find the, 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 the real scientific name for it here. Mm-hmm. But there is a species of frogs that uh, uh they can like their they have their blood is a lot like antifreeze. They have antifreeze like okay, stuff sure. in their blood. Um so when winter comes their blood gets all antifreeze ish, and they go and burrow, and then they curl themselves up, and then they freeze solid, and then are just like cryogenically frozen. for oh my god! For the- and then they're fine. There are caterpillars that do this too, year after year after year, before the one year they get to be a butterfly in the Arctic. But there are frogs. There are frogs that antifreeze for blood. I think they're called <laughs> wood frogs. Um, that uh, they just they i they, they they're like little frog ice cubes. That's Probably don't like don't mess around with them if you find one in the winter. A, that's really really lucky that you found one, and B, it's that's leave Don't them mess alone. with frogs. Don't mess with frogs. Don't mess with frogs that are sleeping and can't wake up to do anything about it. Yeah, they're just uh they're called wood frogs. It seems. Yeah, that's
0: uh kind of a you know.
1: So you could have a uh, frozen bullywug tombs
0: yeah just don't call them wood frog that's that's kind of like uh i don't know they're burying the the lead
1: well maybe they got a cooler frog. name
0: viscous uh frog uh i'll get back to you with i had some more about the golden poison dart frog yeah no yeah. So yeah, do the, do that. Have find a completely frozen bullywug, yeah. or you could have a villain. For some reason, I thought of like somebody who chills their water, their <laughs> glass of water with like frozen <laughs> frozen frogs. That's
1: a good like subtle villain move.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Stirring their glass with uh, but that doesn't make any sense. Like I'm thinking of the the frog as like the source of the chill. Like right. If you if you freeze a frog cube afterwards, I'm not sure if that's how that works, but it should be. Well,
1: yeah, it, it, but eventually, like the heat would radiate back into the frog after it, like
0: you know. Well, not unlike an ice cube. Yeah, right? and then
1: the instead of the ice cube melting and watering down your drink, your frog just wakes up and. It, yeah. <laughs> it hops out. <laughs> and Now you got a nice cool frog having done its job. And you got a cool frog. Yeah. Um.
0: <laughs> so let's go back to the The Leviathan thing, okay, yeah, so kind of this 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 is something that d and d have struggled with for a long time um, the idea of the other and the savage because yeah. it is a trope of adventure uh stories to have the savage this like um. Beastly human living in the jungle or the, the wild, wherever the wild is, um, without any of the, the uh, benefits of civilization, they are like are wanton and violent and uh, they're just kind of all they, all they want are their base needs. They just want to eat you or kill you or, or have their way with you. And that's the way other people are. And that was a popular villain for a long time. Still kind of is, but uh, you have to like talk about them more subtly now because we've learned that other people are not monsters.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It turns out.
0: It turns out um, other cultures are not monsters. Uh, We now focus more on individuals regardless of their culture, but it used to be a very black-and-white, us-and-them yeah. thing you could put in a story and people would lap it up. Yeah. And that was the, kind of something that still happens in D&D and certainly was around in the earlier editions, um, looking at, like, hobgoblins and orcs and stuff. But then those guys in particular have kind of developed their own, as years have gone by and different iterations of them, they're now kind of, mm-hmm. of savages in a lot of ways. So the idea of the noble savage is a more recent not the latest iteration of that uh, particular line or the, those tropes, but a newer one Yeah, where this, the, the other, this like naked savage is, is that they have their own world that they're a part of and they're separate. Um, and depending on the story, sometimes more, more or less equal. Yeah. Even if like, a, there's a bit of a pat on the head for them kind of thing. Uh and then we get reached, Then today we have all kinds of different uh, nuances to the, all those myths. And uh, but right now we have the bullywug, which is a straight up savage yeah. beast man mm-hmm. with and, like no redeeming quality.
1: Yeah, kind of steps around some of the 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 obvious like problematic stuff by making it no, it's not a human. It's its own thing. It's its own thing. But that's like you know,
0: yeah, like people yeah. who are savvy enough, maybe like younger people that aren't as familiar with like i still feel like people that are growing up if you're like 12 today i still feel like you are familiar with to talk about it intelligently you are like you've seen like you you have them in your head i mean like if you're
1: 12 and you're listening to this podcast you're pretty cool get your parents (laughs) (laughs) what
0: are you doing uh but you have to think about this with these guys because they're like you say they are like pretty it's that's what they are you can't really get around it and uh we're we're kind of having our cake and eating it too because we seem to like human beings i anyways like i understand that i understand you can't have like you can't put someone else's or a, a whole other culture in the hot seat make them yeah. villains and make everything you do to them okay. The closest thing we have now is like the, the Nazis of video games and stuff. I think yeah. there are more dead. I think people have killed more Nazis in video games than ever were existent. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> mm, that's probably true.
0: Right. Uh, so we, we need the other so much so we yeah. can do things like that and kind of take, they're like the, the whipping boys of, media mm. so in D, we we provide lots of ways to get to it and in this case we have just like a, a pretty basic savage villain yeah. um and we get to it uh and they know this because they included that little line at the at the beginning nasty wet brutish uh, uh the line isn't wet nasty brutish and wet in the yeah. book Solitary, poor, nasty, brutish, and short yeah. in Hobbes. Yeah. So they know what they're doing, whoever made the 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 people that made this edition, at least, probably Gygax knew it as well. Yeah. Um and it's there's a bit of a subversion though, in that so Hobbes is talking about a strong, undivided government, right? Yeah. The opposite of that being the savage, this like savagery. Yeah, the right? state of nature. Right. Yeah. Man, every man against every man. Yeah. It doesn't Enemy. matter,
1: even if somebody's stronger than you, you can still just drop a rock on them. Right. Everybody's... Everyone's
0: out for themselves. The Bullywugs, yeah. although they are definitely, like, obviously supposed to be, like, the savage pulp villain, yeah. um, try to form governments. Yeah. So they're not truly chaotic. They're not truly the opposite of um, a strong singular government, but yeah. they are savagery trying to imitate government yeah and failing because of their own like inherent corruption because yeah. they're, they're thoroughly evil it says so right in the in the book yeah. so they can't they can't create a legitimate government yeah, or culture they, they
1: can't and they're they're not only that they're neutral evil so they're they're a pretty nasty kind of evil because if they're a lawful evil sure they could have a really well-oiled government they right. would just be doing terrible things most of the time and if they're a chaotic, evil, like no, no chance of any kind of organizational right. structure. But they're neutral, evil. So they're all selfish. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, and they let they'll go along with it until they can figure a way of exploiting it. Yeah. So they're kind of, a, um, they're not either side of the the Hob, the Hobbes debate. Yeah. They're kind of the savages trying to create their own society and failing, or yeah. at least failing by our standards. To them, it that is their culture. Yeah, is they do these
1: things. I think Hobbes would say that the reason that the bullywug aristocracy isn't functioning very well is because the uh, the they don't have a proper Leviathan. The uh, the the what are they called the the, the muck muck lords? What, yeah, is that <laughs> muck lords. They they don't actually have like any absolute power over everybody else. So there's no there's no giant monster that eats you if you right if you if you don't do what you're supposed to do cuz you can do, It's this cuz there's not they don't have different stats for the bully bully bullywug bully, like swamp king muck muck lord right because any one of them can be is any one of them it can says, be it says it
0: does say that they're they tend to be a bit bigger than the other ones but yeah maybe not
1: but maybe they're slower and then it evens out you know yeah and
0: <laughs> like they seem pretty prone to uh guile yeah so you can definitely get one up on them yeah uh and it, it's kinda neat that they don't we've talked about gremlins yeah. in the past, right? Yeah. And in the future. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm, I'm yeah. sure we, we talk about gremlins in the future. Um the gremlins are creatures that imitate human society as well. Yeah. yeah. But they do it in like a mocking uh in a mocking way. Yeah. They make yeah. a parody of human life, uh seemingly for the purpose of frightening people. Yeah. Right? Because they're they're more like of a of a magical mischief bent. The bullywugs also mimic human society, yeah. But not there's no humor in it really, other than like the joke. The gremlins, the joke is on us as yeah. people. When bullywugs do it, the joke is on them for being so bad at it and being so ugly and stupid. Yeah, because they don't they're not doing it right, right? Because yeah. that's that's how I read it this whole way. Is that they're like, look at these. These idiots. <laughs> they can't even.
1: They can't even. Uh, look, all of their fine goods are reduced to filthy tatters. Yeah. Tatters. Inevitably. In- <laughs> look what happened to all their precious baubles. Invariably. <laughs>
0: invariably, their their treasures are reduced to filthy tatters.
1: It's written. Yeah, it's very condescending of it the is. bully these, yeah These goddamn
0: fucking idiots can't <laughs> do it. That's and that that goes perfectly with the the image of the frog because they're ugly, they're they're vaguely humanoid, yeah, but their indifference and their their fatness and their squatness makes them and their 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 motionlessness makes them yeah. like like I I feel repulsed by them, uh, kind of angry at them. <laughs> Because they don't move. They don't do anything, it looks yeah. like. They're just sitting there looking at you. And you're like, what do you want from me? And what they won't thinking? answer you. What are you yeah. thinking? And they they give, they give, there's nothing. They don't give any indication of what they're thinking of. Yeah. At least a snake like looks hungry. Yeah. Or like it looks like it's going to make a move at you. A frog like could be doing anything. Yeah. It could be staring. It might not even be looking at you. Yeah. It's so hard to tell.
1: Lizards, when they're feeling kind of like sluggish, always kind of look at you sideways like, are you still here? Right. Go away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's that's the vibe i get from but a states. frog like who knows yeah.
0: um but the, what but also what is uh what is angry about it what makes me angry is that maybe not angry uh uh like apprehensive about them yeah. Is that at least like a big huge one um can make a sudden move and be somewhere else entirely yeah if it wanted to yeah. or it has a this it's not mentioned in the stat block anywhere but mo- a lot of them have uh tongues that shoot out of their faces yeah with expert accuracy
1: yeah totally
0: right they could just do that to your face at any moment yeah that's frightening
1: yeah and then there are in, in Dungeons and Dragons there are giant frogs that can swallow you whole and the bully wugs ride on those and use that right to their advantage so they can get they can ride on a giant more animalistic version of themselves that swallows you whole and then they use that to bring you back to there yeah area. that's how they transport yeah. you yeah <laughs> that's their their whole, their mode of transport. I like imagining that they don't even ride on the giant. They just always they are. They just lead the them around? Them. Oh, yeah. No, they <laughs> yes. they lead from inside. Yes. And then they get out from inside when they need to put something else You could inside. have
0: a giant battle toad. Yeah. Where it, there's like three or four bullywugs hanging out inside a giant toad's a Titanic, mouth with Titanic like spears. Frog. And just like, it's kind of like the, the frog mouth just opens up just enough for yeah. these bullywugs to like stab people outside of it. And it just like <laughs> walks through things. You could have a whole yeah, you could you could go a long way yeah. with that.
1: I think with the, the being angry at frogs thing, mm-hmm. it's it's like for for me it's sort of like what if a person did all of the things that frogs do? I wouldn't like that guy. Right. You know? So that's when you anthropomorphize <laughs> animals and think about like what if a human just did all of these things? Yeah. You know?
0: Um So yeah, that's that's how I feel about frogs and their savagery. Uh, did you have any, did you, did I cut you off at some point?
1: Uh, no, not really. Not in, not in any way that like stuck and mattered, you know, not that it, it, it's, it's, it's we usually get to,
0: we both usually get to what we were going to say. Yeah. Um, I have some stuff on what other cultures have thought about frogs over the years, which might illuminate, um, why we don't or do like them. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so Egyptians thought that frogs were a symbol of life and fertility, yeah, and frogs are symbols of fertility in many of the ancient cultures um and it has something to do with the fact that or at least it probably has to do with the fact that they would appear in multitudes after certain um uh weather patterns, oh okay, so yeah. like. Um, lots of rain uh, means lots of frog activity, and they would just like, especially around the Nile, they would right. just like pour out of the Nile. So it was thought that they would have these like, they must be having tons of sex, right? Because there are so many frogs.
1: And during flooding times on the Nile, yeah. river, or on any kind of like river bank, uh, sort of like floodplain area, like that was the time of plenty, really. So right. That's yeah, probably yeah. when there was like festivities and partying and times of plenty. You'd yeah. see tons of frogs. Totally. Yeah, right. yeah.
0: exactly. So there are, uh, fr- there's a frog goddess representing fertility named H- Kat, was either a frog or a woman with a frog's head mm-hmm. or rarely as a frog on the end of a phallus. Cause yeah. you really hammer that point home. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was a lesser god named Keck, who was sometimes a frog. There were, um, uh, sorry, just yeah, a bunch of more frog things. Oh, here's here's a great uh, hint to the whole uh, the whole Bullywug world, and probably what Gygax was was tapping when he made them in the first place. Um, There is the, I'm trying to stall light while I get it. There's a story of the frogs who desired a king, (laughs) which is a Aesop's fable. So this probably reveals the whole deal. What happened was the frogs, just called the frogs, prayed to Zeus asking for a king. So Zeus set up a log to be their monarch. He told them that this is your king. And the frogs were not happy because they could get no leadership from a log. (laughs) So they protested and they went back to Zeus. They wanted a fierce and terrible king, not a mere figurehead. So Zeus sent a stork to be their king. (laughs) And the new king hunted and devoured his subjects. So there's your Leviathan.
1: Oh, awesome. Yeah.
0: Right? Um... There's a there's a history of this of this fable because it has a lot to do with um, the ruling class. Uh, so the original well, yeah, yeah, stalling, making horrible noises. Uh, the original context of the story, as related by Phaedrus. Who's a person? Do you know that person? Badris? Yeah. Uh,
1: no. It sounds familiar, but no. We'll look it up later. Yeah.
0: They wrote this all down in a weird way that I thought I was going to be able to connect everything, and i I've jumped over my notes so much that I <laughs> I can't I can't make it clear. But so the context of the story makes it clear that people feel the need of laws but are impatient of personal restraint. Um his closing advice is to be content for fear of worse. So that seems to be a thing in the, Mm. in the fable. Um, there was a guy named William Caxton who published the first version in English, English. Uh, he said the lesson drawn is that he that hath liberty ought to keep it well for nothing is better than liberty. So that was his take. Um, in his version, it's a heron. Um, another version is a snake. Uh there's a commentator an English guy English royalist who sums up the situation as the mob is uneasy without a ruler they are restless with one and they often shift the worse they are so that government or no government a king of gods making or of the peoples or none at all the multitude are never to be satisfied
1: well wow.
0: so there's lots of yeah. different ways you can look at that um these frogs wanting a ruler and over time uh, people change the story to have different things happen so in one uh, the frogs when they ask for a ruler and zeus gives them a log they embrace the log yeah and they just like hang out on the log and they build a home in it and they live like happily ever after like listening because the log just laying there so they follow along and they like live as happy log frogs (laughs) yeah Um, which you can still
1: see (laughs) (laughs) which we have in the office right
0: now um but that's like a much later interpretation to be like uh and to, to present a certain take on rulership that's kind of like a more anarchist take on it right yeah. just like don't have a ruler just like live on the log that you have yeah and make yeah. and make do with that there's another one where the frogs um kind of harness the, the the stork or whatever it is and like ride on its back and like live on the stork while it goes about its business yeah um i don't know if they're coursing it to do anything if they're forcing it to like if they've like mastered the stork <laughs> but there's all kinds of interpretations and changes um it's ripe for like political cartoons yeah so there're lots of people have done their own version and uh so it's it's this fable that i'm pretty sure the bullywug comes from um and why it's such a direct um like it's an it's an outcome of the of hobbes's argument his depiction of the lawless person yeah
1: that makes sense to me yeah so there's that's
0: super rich when i first looked at it i thought it was i thought it was just uh very surface level savage beast man it's like all right
1: we need swamp goblins uh what if we make them frogs yeah
0: let's just throw in like a purely like uh uh, no nothing complicated just like meat for the grinder uh in the swamp kind of thing there's actually a lot to it and you can have a lot of fun with it yeah um if you're just okay with having like a black and white savage villain in it which is fine because this is D and fantasy world and we're dealing with primal ideas yeah and so that is definitely one still around today even though it's not dressed up in the same way it is <laughs> uh I had one more note, which was they should have a tongue attack. They absolutely <laughs> should. They don't yeah, have I one. I don't
1: know. I mean, like, not every frog can shoot its tongue out, but like, if we're like, if you're thinking about frog stuff, that's one yeah. of them, right?
0: And if you were like a warlike bullywug, you they should have like. Um, like a spike yeah. put into it or something. Or maybe they're, they get they can hold a spear with it or something. Yeah. Because what is another interesting, maybe not interesting, but like an important thing, uh, under their actions, they have two attacks, one with the bite and one with its spear, and the spear can be melee or ranged. Mm-hmm. So you have a ton of them, and they're hurling spears, which is yeah. like one of the oldest forms of con uh, in the world, yeah. is spear throwing. Um. So really play up the spear throwing if you're going to use a bullywug, and if you really want to go the full distance, have it be a retractable spear held in its tongue or yeah. something. Yeah,
1: that's a great idea.
0: Or thrown by the tongue to get even more distance. Yeah. Or or the tongue is like barbed naturally <laughs> or or aftermarket. They got
1: little launches on their tongue like that. Those little things where you yeah I what they're called? They're called a uh... sling. Yeah, no, not a sling, a sling, but there's a, there's another thing where it's like a little stick with a notch on the end, and it like sort of lengthens your arm artificially so that you can put more leverage. Oh yeah, the
0: like how people throw balls with their dog. Yeah, an, yeah, yeah. I forget. Things. I don't know what that name is. Yeah. For like a weaponized version yeah, of that. Yeah, th-
1: those are those are like Mayan or Aztec weapons. I think. Right.
0: Pretty common. Anyways, or how about you have a smaller that. frog <laughs> in your mouth that they spit. At you. They spit yeah. poison frogs at they, you. Yeah. They don't use darts. They, they don't hop like, out harvest. of a giant frog and then yes. spit out oh tiny my God. frogs at you. Nesting bully yeah.
1: Um, It turns out I did a little bit of quick research here. Uh, I just Googled prehistoric frog. Yes. There was a frog that lived in the late Cretaceous 70 million years ago uh, whose scientific name is Bielzebufo and Pygna. Beelzebufo. Yes. It's Beelzebub and Bufo. Toad venom, smoking,
0: yeah. and devil worship. Mm-hmm, yeah, at the same time, they were time. pretty
1: big. Um, not as big as I was hoping. They're they're like twenty three centimeters long, but twenty three centimeters. Yeah, yeah. So there are living frogs that can get bigger than that, but they think based on the shape of their skull that those weren't fully grown ones. So they're probably hell nah. Ones. There's, I, so in my yeah, head camping of the F late Cretaceous, there are just like gigantic, huge, colossal frogs that are ambush predators eating dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> which just would be great. Eating them whole. Yeah. Um, and from their maw, jump forth
0: <laughs> a second and third frog in descending
1: uh, size. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, um, I had something, but I can't remember it, so I'm sure I'll remember it for the next show. Just as you were talking about the colossal prehistoric <laughs> frog. Beelzebufo. Right, that was it. Yeah, the name. Yeah. So uh, uh Baal yeah. is a demon. Yeah. In, uh, I think, like the Lesser Key of Solomon, where most of the demons of uh, recorded history, <laughs> yeah. uh, like they're real things, is... Ah, there's a strange image. So uh, in the book of Revelations, the the dragons that come eventually are also said to resemble frogs. And Baal is a demon, one of the major demons. There's like 12 or 9. There's a, there's a set number. Mm-hmm. It's a small. He either is frog-headed or one of his heads is a frog. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember which one, but there's a really strange image. Uh, of, it's like a frog with like a, like a, uh, a crown. Oh yeah. And he's got like centipede legs or something. Oh no, I
1: found the picture you're talking about. So there's like a human face in the middle who's wearing a crown. Right. And then on one side there's a frog head and the other side there's a cat head and its body is just like a potato, like a lump with, with little spider legs coming out. It's the best. It's Uh, pretty
0: great. It's kind of unrelated to the Bullywugs, but it's a great frog demon yeah, um, frogs make really good demons because they're. Yeah, I agree. Also, uh, I think we're out of time. We're kind of going over time, but I want to shout out to uh, Hypnotoad. Yep, Hypnotoad is great. All glory to the Hypnotoad, and uh, it's it's close relative in D anD D the Blindheim, which is a frog monster in the which came from the original Fiend Folio. <laughs> um, which is basically like the hypno except yeah. instead of hypnotizing you, it just blinds you oh, because man. it's it's like it lives in darkness yeah. and it just shoots like light into your eyes. Oh and yeah, blinds yeah. You.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the 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 basilisks in Dark Souls are like more like frogs with giant eyes that you find in really dark places. Yeah,
0: that's cool. I like when things go more. Less obviously dangerous and more like mm-hmm. disturbingly because
1: they they look really goofy, and yeah. like these are really easy to kill. What's the big deal, and then you turn to stone and you've lost all your progress, yeah,
0: from a goddamn frog, yeah another like a, a great um, interpretation of a frog, a great human frog, mm-hmm. you can see like what like the 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 missing link between man and frog. <laughs> Is in uh, what's the name of that?
1: Oh, Wind in the Willows. No, what? no, no. Mr. no. Toad? That, uh,
0: <laughs> good, good, good mention, but not that. I'm thinking of as an action movie. It was Kung Fu Hustle.
1: Oh yeah, totally Kung Fu Hustle. Yeah.
0: The villain yeah. is this like his his he has frog kung fu.
1: Yeah,
0: and he personifies the like weird squat ugly uh but like totally battle ready <laughs> yeah um toad guy so that is like that's a perfect example of like just take everything from a bullywug and make it a human being yeah that's why it's so disturbing because if you see that villain in that movie it's uh he's he's bad and wrong.
1: Yeah, totally. What's if you, you hate him
0: and he's gross and wet all the time?
1: People do things frogs do. It's it's not it's not okay.
0: Yeah. And Yeah, let's let's leave off with that image of like a bullywug as a human being. There are lots of other species of tiny little human beings <laughs> running around and they use big giant species of human beings to ride around in inside their mouths. Yeah. Good night.
1: Good night.